<laughs> Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. I'm Nick. I'm Julie. And I'm Emma. Julie, what did we talk about today? Oh, well, let's start out with the super depressing Kid 90, which we all watched the Soleil Moon Fry documentary about her. I 90s. think it's Soul. It's Soul Moon Fry. Uh, you might be right. The Pope says no to gay marriage. Uh, a little bit about the Grammys. You taught me a little bit. I still don't know anything. We all agreed to watch a movie together. And then what else? Then we talk about our stalwarts, the drag queens that fill our hearts with joy after Emma recommends things that make us want to gouge our eyes out. So that was a lovely and uplifting segment. UK is ending next week, which is very tragic. But we're very excited to see who's coronated as the winner of this spectacular season. And US continues to go. How many queens are left? 50 to 100. Tough to say. <laughs> So sit back and enjoy this episode of Jake's All Over the Place. Where you'll learn that Julie doesn't understand what being on a team means. Nick doesn't understand that an intro is like five seconds long because they're going to listen to the episode. Nick is still talking, so the intro is still going. Oh, that's what you Buckle up and enjoy. That was perfect. Amazing. It went really well. And routine and structure is a successful strategy for me, and I'm pissed about it. Because I feel okay, and I'm annoyed. I'd like to work as little as possible. No, I mean, like, I did my crash where I, as soon as I got home, I fell asleep for, like, three hours and then fell back asleep until noon today. But, like, it's less of a crash because I can speak. That's often when I'm shelling away and my spoons are depleted and I've run into my exhaust storage auxiliary spoons and I'm like, these are four! And then I just start freaking out. <laughs> um, so it's good. It does. It's interesting because I realized the breadth to which the anxiety of my parents not being vaccinated was weighing on me because it's those weird things where you the gradual increase in your mental stability is so subtle that you're just like, oh, my God. Wow. I'm actually feeling better. This is interesting. It's not. It's a major seismic epiphany event, which I always, in my delusions of grandeur mind, assume it's going to happen like, even though I have historical data disproving that. I was just like, okay, we're just going to hold tight and then massively everything will improve. Because I think that happened once. And I was like, okay, well, that's the gold standard. Rather than, okay, let's implement sustainable, achievable goals, short term, long term, and, you know. So I've also been eating healthier and drinking water, and I feel so much <laughs> fucking better, and I'm just really pissed off about it, because... <laughs> It helps, and I know it helps, and now I have evidence that it helps, and just have to take care of myself, and it's just exhausting. And it's exhausting how not exhausted I feel. I feel replenished and overjoyed. <laughs> Beside myself with fury. How are you? Are you even recording this? <laughs> yeah, I sure am. I am, okay. yeah. I was, like, thinking the same thing, but not wanting to interrupt your rant and be like, are you recording this? This is gold. <laughs> but yeah, I'm feeling much better. I do, I am aware now that I'm in a more 
I'd say stable. We're not quite there. Just a better frame of mind, perhaps, which is great and something that up until the pandy, I did not feel. And I was like, I need to control my narrative and manipulate rather than acting in a certain way and just letting the cards fall where they may. I was like, well, no, I need to control my narrative like Taylor Swift and ensure that everyone's viewing me in the utmost highest light. Exhausting. (laughs) And sociopathic a touch, I think. A whisper. Uh, just <laughs> the voice is whispering me. That's the psychopath. Let's hope we stay away from that. <laughs> Speaking of which, did you watch the Grammys? Did you care? Do you know who any of these people are? Um. So no, <laughs> kind of a uh, few. <laughs> Tell me your thoughts. So I know Taylor Swift won Album of the Year for folk- Folklore. That kind of felt correct. I know. Beyonce tied or surpassed the record for most nominated or most awarded Wins. female artists. Yeah. Um, and she's anybody. Oh, she surpassed Quincy Jones, too. I don't know. Michael Jackson, it said. Oh, was it? OK, Quincy Jones was the first to get to 80 nominations. That's right. OK. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted, Julie, already. And we have nine minutes. Already. <laughs> well, you came without a shirt on, so I'm wearing a robe. It is fir- firmly, but classed. not a shirt. You can barely see Robes my decolletage. Robes are made to open up and show your decolletage. <laughs> is that it? What's the decolletage? Is that just something I made up? Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> I have never heard of decolletage. <laughs> it's like she when you go smaller decolletage. the record for the most Grammy wins ever by a female artist and the most Grammy wins ever by a singer. I do love that. And I do like her. She won, I think, four awards. Hasn't even put on an album. She's fully Nicki Minajing this situation. Um, and I particularly love that meme where Adele is like, and please welcome to the stage her. I only watched the Cardi B performance and a little bit of Harry Styles. Can you explain the Harry Styles phenomenon to me? I don't get it. (coughs) So I will try my best, Julie. So Harry Styles obviously rose to prominence as One Direction. One of the five members there. Nope. Okay. So they (laughs) were. What did they sing? Did they sing something? What was their hit? So they innumerable, Julie, simply innumerable. You perhaps know them Hit best for What Makes You Beautiful. That what makes you beautiful. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's just like, you don't know you're beautiful, and that's what makes you beautiful. Because women can't own their own beauty or confidence. <laughs> they need to be humble shells in order to be fully loved. So this is like a boy band, and then he broke away. Yeah, it was formed on X Factor. Zayn was the first one to leave. Then they tried it with four for a bit, a la Spice Girls. Zayn. Goddamn. Zayn, who is now married to Gigi Hadid. They have since given birth to a baby. He used to date Perry from Little Mix, and they were engaged, and then he called her breaking up the engagement. Scandal. (laughs) Julie's attempting to bore her eye out with a big pen. This this podcast sponsored by Bic. Clean, fluid lines to remove your eyes. So then as just a traditional cisgender dude, he put on a dress at some point and freaked everybody out. Yeah, so he's always been much more fluid with his form of expression. So the cynics among us will say that's how we could distinguish and gain more fame in a culture, especially among the Gen Zers, that really appreciates gender fluidity. Or perhaps it's just him doing his David Bowie thing on his own accord. Tough to say. Uh, Most notably for me, he leaked a photo of himself full frontal because um, he didn't feel enough people knew that he had a big penis and wanted the world to know. (laughs) 
So side note, Paul Shear and Rob Hubel, who was our gross guy from Milf Island, right? They have a Twitter cast. I don't know what you call it. When you do a video podcast on Twitter while you're, or on a, not Twitter. Oh, it's so fun to be old. Twitch. Twitch, yeah. They have a Twitch. So they did, they asked all their fans to write Jerry O'Connell and be like, I can't believe the video leaked. I'm so, I can't believe I saw the video. So they had like thousands of people do it and they got no response from Jerry O'Connell. So they wrote him and said like, sorry, dude, that was just a joke. I hope you're not mad. And he was like, oh, I didn't care. He's like, there are dick pics of me everywhere. They're like, and you're okay with pictures of you being on the internet. He's like, yeah, I'm fine with it. I guess you haven't seen them. (laughs) I have not seen them, surprisingly. So after this podcast, perhaps concurrently, I will be looking for them. (laughs) Oh, okay, keep going. So Harry Styles leaked photos of himself. Yes, and since gone his first record wasn't like teeny bopper sort of typical pop he went in a more david bowie inspired that's clearly like the scaffolding with which he's building his career is like the second coming of david bowie i'm so sorry and um yeah so watermelon sugar i think was his most popular song of his solo era that actually made it to the radios so and he won a grammy so that's where we are now he's currently dating olivia wilde Olivia Wilde, who was formerly married to Jason Sudeikis, directed Booksmart, was in VOC. So did you watch any of the performances? Did you care? So I saw, I mean, I really, whatever Twitter cares about, I've decided I also care about. I'm not in the mood to make and forge my own opinions, and I just want someone to tell me. Maybe I should join Well, good thing we have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But... Yeah, so I watched the Dua Lipa performance and everyone was like, thank God we bullied her into taking, like, dancing lessons because she used to be quite sort of a Lana Del Rey sort of removed, distant, detached performer with limited dancing ability. And now she's capable. <laughs> what about you? Did you watch any? No, just the... Um, <laughs> exactly. No, I don't care about any of these people. Um, that's why I was asking for help. I watched the Cardi B performance and then a minute of Harry Styles and then and Taylor Swift was on and I was out. <laughs> so. I do like that. So everyone was upset that Phoebe Bridgers didn't win anything. And I agree with that. To some extent, but I was very excited that Megan Thee Stallion won Best New Artist. She's so fun. She's delightful. She's a badass, boss-ass bitch. And she's also... And she's the first woman to win Best New Artist, Best New Rap Artist. Is she? Good for her. Yes, I got my feminist newsletter this morning. (laughs) Groundbreaking. She's also a big proponent for education, and she gives away grants all the time that allow women, particularly minority, marginalized communities to access scholarships to further their education. So she's such a gemstone. And she also always goes like, (laughs) (laughs) which reminds me of that country boys take me home meme. She does it a little bit more fiercely, but she's always just like, you know, (laughs) it just tickles me. (laughs) Yeah. So on the Grammys. Now, did you look at all the Oscar nominations that came out today? I did. Yes. Okay. What are your thoughts? I think we're going to have to like, well, I, my thoughts are I've seen nothing, so <laughs> we'll have to start <laughs> watching them. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. We need to negotiate a plan today and make some agreements of like what we're willing to watch. Well, I have to sign something like The Little Mermaid because I failed to watch anything. I watched Kid Ninety though. Did you? Oh, good. <laughs> Ta- what'd you think about that? We can get. We're, to it hold later. on, everybody. This is this. This is a loud sound. It's about to be a generation gap <laughs> between our reviews of this movie. <laughs> So let's let the millennials go first. 
So I so going into it, all I knew about Soul Moon Fry was that she was in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Soul Moon Fry. Soul Moon Fry. What I say. Soul Moon Fry. Okay, whatever. Anyway, so all I knew about Soleil Moon Fry was that she was on Sabrina the Teenage Witch, that she was Punky Brewster. I never watched it. Um, the university years she was in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, um, that she had a breast reduction and that she created this like kids only search engine back around the same time as the advent of Google. <laughs> All of these informations I've gleaned from several VH1 iterations of best of the insert decade here. So that's my research. And you two talking about how depressing and demoralizing it was. So I was like, buckle up. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> so it was interesting. I like, she reminded me kind of just when she was like, you know, I always took a video camera everywhere and I saved all my voicemails and I did all this. And those like kind of annoying people you went to high school with that took photos of every, <laughs> I mean, no, that wasn't you, but like took photos of every single moment of a high school party and then made a separate Facebook album. I'm just like, but then I was also like, I kind of would like a chronicle of my life and I understand why she would have done this. But it was interesting to see that she was basically the Kardashians before the Kardashians. Cause you know, now it's sort of commonplace of celebrities have film crews everywhere when they're doing things. And this was unique to have her be like, okay, it's the day of my surgery. We're ready to go in. Um, but no, I thought it was interesting, depressing, eye opening, And the documentary style, I feel like was seamless. I like that. Soleil uh, interviewed these people that she was close with and I thought it was uh, a romping okay time. <laughs> what about y'all? <laughs> so I, I guess I'm a millennial. I am a millennial, but I grew up in the nineties thinking I was a decade older than I was and maybe sure kind did. of wishing I was. <laughs> so like watching empire records, watching Buffy, like assuming that I was the same age as all these people that were actually a decade older than me. Uh, and having crushes on all the boys. So as Julian pointed out, she was friends with all the cute boys. <laughs> like she was friends with Zach Morris and Brian Austin Green and Leonardo DiCaprio. Like when they were so young and pretty and I loved them. Um, so that was fun to see again. I 100% was the girl. Well, we didn't have Facebook when I was in high school, but I took a lot of pictures and I have a notebook that is every single note that it was passed to me in an entire year of school. So like I have archives. I don't think anyone wants me to make a documentary with them, but it could. But you should. <laughs> so I don't know. It was nostalgic to see just a different way of documenting life and living without so much social media attention. I did like that. Because I am have been very nostalgic for the '90s this year in general, so it was. <laughs> there was no pandemic. Of, yeah, it's just like one things to be better, happier, simpler, or like whatever. The fact that I remember it as that is clearly not true, and that was definitely true for Soleil as well. <laughs> that like this was a happy time, but it was also like traumatized and full of trauma and full of loss and full of yeah, a lot of stuff that was really depressing. So it was not a happy movie. <laughs> It was, it was incredibly nostalgic and depressing. At least I went into it knowing that everyone was going to die and that everyone <laughs> was unhappy and the child stars were abused. So, like, I knew that going in. And so I could focus more on, like, oh, what an artful transition. And not at all learning her name. <laughs> well, I'm calling this movie Hot Girl Grows Up at 40. Like, oh, my God, <laughs> everything was so great. And everyone was just so nice to me. And... 
I can't. I just, it was just amazing. And you're like, you're the only girl there. You're hot. You're rich. You're famous. <laughs> your relatable content, I don't really get. But, you know, is that my bitter problem from being a fat kid in high school? Probably. Um, so, and then I also, uh, Facebook and everything, <laughs> and they're like, Carlos is the best husband. He is the best father. He is the most amazing. Two months later, Carlos left us. She continually says, I didn't know what real self-love was, but now I do. You're like, no, you don't. Because it's another way of like announcing to the world that I'm still great, mm -hmm. but I wasn't great. I didn't know I wasn't great, but I wish everybody could know how great it is <laughs> to be great when you know you're great and you love yourself. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> While you talk to a camera that you're running because you're directing this with your perfectly straightened hair and you're full of Botox beauty. Mm -hmm. She's gorgeous. You're like... She's looking longingly into the camera that's being filmed either by her brother, because that's who's there at the end, or no one. Because I loved Mino Palouse, and you guys know who he is, because he was on that show Voyagers where I killed John Eric Hexum, and I showed you the picture <laughs> yes, of the guy that I killed <laughs> with the little boy with the curly hair. That's her brother. So so glad you didn't kill him. She should be I glad. think I watched it <laughs> through the lens of the fat girl who had never been invited to any of those parties, mm -hmm. you know, in the 90s, and was just like, ugh. Like, that's exactly what I thought. The pretty girls thought they were having the best time ever. It turns out it wasn't that fun. <laughs> you have to admit that the people who were... No, I don't. Okay, so what? one might be inclined to admit that the people <laughs> yes. who didn't have the exceptional high school experiences turned out better in life because they developed humor, a thicker skin, perspective. Really? Really? Kim Kardashian? I turned out better than Kim Kardashian? Well, I don't think the same rules apply for celebrities. The regular beautiful girls I knew in high school are happily married, doing fine. They all turned out okay. Now, the good-looking guys who've become bald and fat, I think that's just how it goes. Yeah. It is how it goes. Male pattern baldness is, yes. is a shame. And so at the end, in very sad in memoriam, they show eight, eight of her really close friends at that time who had died, which made me wonder if she had killed them. And this is like <laughs> an underground, like... You know, and they're like, I always wanted to get caught. I was leaving clues and nobody was paying attention. I'm like, well... She just posted that the lowest common denominator between these eight guys is her. Yeah. So fingers crossed, Soleil is not the murderer. Well, I don't know that I would recommend this movie to anyone. I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> okay. it's a choice, you know? It's like, a, do you want to choose to go down that path? Like, <laughs> it's not something you need to see. I don't think anyone needs to see it. I don't think it, it was that enlightening. It wasn't that interesting. No. It just was fun to look back at people and like see them young. It was like fun to basically look at the Facebook album of some of the people that you didn't like you only saw in scripted shows during that time. And then like Steven Dorf, I loved. I don't know if you're too young for Steven Dorf, but I loved him in Backbeat and The Power of One. I just loved him. So then to see him and then it's like old Leo and old Jonathan Brandis. And then here comes Perry. Perry Farrell from Jane's Addiction for no apparent reason. He's much older than the rest of them. <laughs> I, I don't. But they were obviously really close. He's like, oh, that's right. Remember, that's when I was wearing the sweatshirt. And yeah. You're just like, wow, this is crazy. Did you have any final kid 90s thoughts you wanted to throw out there? Not really. I'm bummed that Charlie Sheen was involved at all. That was less than ideal. <sighs> she was really excited about him, too. <laughs> When she said he was my Mr. Big, does that mean like he had a big penis or he was like her one true love or what? Yeah, I don't. That's a. <laughs> I don't. I like a good documentary when there's like a revelation of some kind for all of us, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't feel that. No. Oh, 
finally, the Woody Allen uh, Mia Farrow documentary is getting good. Oh, nice. I used to <laughs> hang it in. Yeah. Speaking of assault. Yeah. Speaking of assaulting children. So I always believed Mia, but then the kids have said things, you know, there's so many of them and a couple of them have, have died mysteriously, like on the street or on drugs or whatever. But all the police stuff and everything turns out it's a lot of bullshit and a lot of monkey business on Woody Allen's part and the wrong people getting a hold of things and releasing them, but not giving them to the police. So I've always believed her. I believe anything Ronan Farrow says to me ever. Right. Although I did have this horrible thought that because Woody Allen is his father, that's why he's attracted to John Lovett. Oh, gross. Do they look similar? <laughs> no, they're just both chewy and <laughs> funny. <laughs> no. Mia Farrow is so vanilla, right? So is Ronan. You can see right through his little beautiful skin. Oh my God. His skin is so beautiful. And yet you won't and, let me show mine. We have the same skin tone. Not not the same skin. And um, <laughs> he just loves John Lovett so much. He's like, well, Jonathan. They're just so adorable <laughs> so, together. I love when he calls him Jonathan. I love it. <laughs> but then I was thinking, is he attracted to this type of person? Because Woody Allen is his quote unquote father. Me. Well, isn't his, well, yeah, his <laughs> biological dad isn't Woody Allen though, right? They say it's been disproven that Frank Sinatra is not his father. Right. But, you know, he doesn't call me. <laughs> But I have to say, the third hour, there's one more to go. It was finally got really good. Okay. Where you what just happened? Were, like dying. I'm just, they just started proving things. They used data. They like. Nice. As for you. Oh, yeah, so good. <laughs> um, but up until then, it was sort of like he said, she said between, and he's, they're recording each other's phone calls, and it's, and he's, he's being sinister, and they're, recordings of him being sinister where he's like hold on a second he's like talking to his lawyer he's like oh yeah i'm not saying anything no i'm just letting her talk i'm just taping it and she's like are you recording these calls he's like no of course not yeah she's like you know this isn't true you know in your heart that i'm a good mother he's like and you'll get a chance to prove that and a court will decide wow she's like but you know that i am you know i'm a good mother you know it in your heart and he's like well you'll get to prove it which she does yeah um, jesus but it's it's super upsetting. But now we're in the trial stage, and not just isn't isn't this so terrible that it happened to Dylan and no one believed her and she's all fucked up. So I would even recommend Woody and Mia over Kid Ninety. <laughs> I find Kid Ninety more depressing than this. <laughs> totally. It was very reverse America's Next Top Model, where it's like we go from the winner backwards. Oh, speaking of, I did rewatch the first season of that this week. <laughs> How was that? No one's doing well on this podcast. No one has made good choices as far as watching selection. So good. <laughs> Such. Who are the judges? It's uh, Janice Dickinson Nigel there. and uh, Kamorley Simmons and Kamorley Simmons and uh, Michael Quillian, David Quillian. What was it? I don't know. He's kind the of Quillian, a, uh, the Quillian. He's kind of a round white guy um, with a lot of opinions. <laughs> So, I mean, they're loud. They're in the tiny little, like, hotel conference room that's just covered in curtains and, curtains. like, isn't even big enough for the camera to zoom back far enough to make it look like an actual, like, it's it's just so uh, rough around the edges. I loved it. Like, Tyra comes over, or, like, they invite, they all the girls go and have to, like, cook pasta for Tyra and, and Jay and, like, her whole makeup team. Ebony was fierce. I really appreciated everything she was <laughs> saying out loud. There was the Christian girls. 
the... Yeah, so Ebony was the bald-headed African-American woman who has lived on in memes for, like, sobbing because she was selected and then quickly composing herself and being like, I am that bitch. You're correct. She so good at being in it. And, like, they did they did the makeover. But she's not the winner. No. Right? Adrian. That won. was Adrian Curry. A- okay. yeah. yeah, and she okay. wasn't in... She, she was eliminated pretty early, but she was like, okay. she brought her girlfriend over and made the Christians like confront her homosexuality. Um, and she, I don't remember this at all. During the makeover episode, um, she was already pretty much bald, but she had a little bit of hair on top and Tyra's like, we're going to take it all off. And then the stylists at the fucking salon don't even know how to like shave. They don't know how to shave hair, let alone shave black hair. And you know, so they fuck her hair up. And while they're doing it, they're like, um, they're like, should we carve initials into the side of her head? Like, just super inappropriate. Uh, and she, you know, she calls it all out. Like, she's, uh, and she was pissed as she should be. And everyone in the house, she's like, look at this. They can't even fucking do my hair. And she's like, Tyra Banks would never allow her. <laughs> Why did she do this? They're like, you know, little did how we did know. she not know? <laughs> <laughs> little she did must we not know. have known. <laughs> I mean, did she not? Did they not have Grace and Lace wigs back then? They gave those girls the worst weaves, <laughs> the worst haircuts, the worst makeovers. You were always like, that girl was so pretty, and now she looks bizarre. Shannon, I did love Shannon, but I think Elise was my favorite because she was just like, Elise I'm smarter than was all also, of you. Also, like, uh, she went down in history because she was the kind of like dark hair. <laughs> like Julie one. feverishly <laughs> googling. Like, uh, I'm like, how dare you talk about these things? I should know who they are, and I can't think of them. Elise, you will recognize her. So she, like, all I, I, of I'm her confessionals, like, she. This was, you know, first season. I don't know. She either didn't know or didn't care about, you know, how public everything she was saying was going to go. She was 0% editing or filtering herself. She just was constantly like, I hate all these girls. I don't even know why I'm here. Like, just was too smart and too good all the time. <laughs> even when they did, like, an interview challenge where they're all supposed to, like, interview well, she just, like, trash talks all the other girls in the competition for the entire interview and then wins it because he's like, she really opened up to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then at the end she was just like, this was fluky in every sense of the word, which I don't know that that's a word, Elise. And then she was like, I'm going to be a doctor. And then she turns out to be one of the most successful post-American sex not model models. Went to Asia where they were like, oh, my God, a skinny girl, skinny pale girl. I love it. I want it. Put her on the cover. That's fun. The early oh seasons. God. God, what a what a time. Such From a, season one such to season nine. God, every single day I was there. Yeah, and it's great the way you can watch it now because I just watch the parts I like. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I just do you the do beginning. The yeah. And then I, well, 10 seconds, 10 seconds, then I'm like, photo, I want to see the picture. Mm-hmm. I don't really need all the weird challenges in the middle. No, nope. they're there, pointless. There weren't even that many challenges in the first season, so it's pretty. <laughs> no, it's much more realistic. I mean, it was like, you're, there's going to be 10 models living in like a studio apartment. Good luck. <laughs> to keep it real, slash to keep under budget. Tyra keeps just like <laughs> yeah. smushing them into a smaller and smaller apartment. Like as girls go, she's like, and now you all have to move into two rooms because that's what life as a model <laughs> is. <laughs> where like when she flies them out to Paris, she's like, it's really important for me for the girls to experience Paris. Cause this is where I got my start. And then they go into their hotel room. It's five of them. And there's three beds and two like spots on the floor in this tiny room. <laughs> and she's like, because this is what life as a model is really like when you're starting out. So they've got to get used to it. <laughs> it's like, or you didn't have money for both the plane tickets yeah. and the hotel. <laughs> um, are you guys watching the Real World re- Reunion reboot? Oh, no. no. I read a little bit about it. But have you even seen Real World Season 1? Nope. Yeah, that's the one with Puck, right? Mm-mm. No. Which one was Puck? That's like season 
two. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. Close season enough. two or three. Puck is the one with Rachel Campos. Um, season one is with Julie. <laughs> and then um, Eric Neese and Heather B. Eric Neese. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've seen his work. Well, <laughs> I highly recommend. I know that Emma can watch it because it's on Philo, the regular one. And then the reboot is on um, Paramount Plus. But they have brought them back to their exact same loft 30 years later. We're having exactly the same racial fight we had 30 years ago. One of the people has not gotten any smarter. She also discusses how she never used to talk about it, but she uh, used to talk to John Lennon all the time, and he would talk to her about songs and stuff. Like, dead John Lennon? (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And she doesn't care if you believe, because she knows. And now she's an energy medicine person. Call leader. Um, and still doesn't understand systemic racism or anything. So it's entertaining to watch. Yeah. Real life Karens <laughs> come to life or artists. So you think, well, you get it 30 years later, right? Like 30 years ago, I, I, I saw both sides. And now 30 years later, I only see Kevin's side. And you're like, Becky, shut up. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's like, you can't call me racist. He's like, I'm talking about the systems that are in place. And she's like, well, you, you don't know my heart. You don't know who I am. He's like, this isn't personal. She's like, when you're calling me a racist, it is personal. You're like, okay. So I think in a lot of ways, things have gotten worse in the past 30 years. Yes. Yeah. Well, it looks like next week she's going to leave, which is great. So Kevin and Heather are the two black people of color in the room. And the other white people are just sitting there. Eric Neese, by the way, went from being a dancer on the grind. Now he is also a spiritual leader. Oh, no. In Hawaii. Uh, Of course, he's the one that got COVID. Anyway, so they're all in this uh, in the loft, but he can't come because he has COVID. But he's the one who leads a clean lifestyle. Anyway, so you're kind of sitting there as if you're at home being like, hey, white people, this is when it's time to talk. This is when you go, hey, Becky, shut up. You don't know what you don't know. Let's listen. But nope. Old Becky keeps talking. And it looks like next week, Norman, yay, Norman says, shut up. And you're like, yes. And then someone's leaving, so I'm guessing it's begging. Um, they only have to be in this loft for six days. She's not going to make it. <laughs> anyway, it's fast. To be my age, uh-huh. to have been the age when that show started, to see how people have grown and changed or not, it's pretty cool. Yeah. When did it first air? That first time. No, like what year? <laughs> the first year. Year one. In the year of our Lord. Well, it was 30, it was 29 years ago. Oh, so 92? Look at us doing fast math. 92. May 21st, 1992. All right, before (laughs) we jump into RuPaul, which we need to do because we just babble for days, um, let's talk about the Best Picture Oscar nominations and if we're going to watch all of them, none of them, or what? So it's The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, No Man Land, Promising Young Woman. I've only seen Judas and the Black Messiah Emma has seen No Man Land and Judas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Emma and I have seen Nomad Land. Okay. And, um, Emma's seen Judas. I still need to watch Judas. I want to watch Promising Young Woman, though. I, feel like I think we should watch all of them, but I'm just saying this week. That feels let's like try a lot. And... No, We've this week time. we just have to watch one. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't commit. I'm sorry, I can't commit to this. Well, I will watch No Man Land, Nomad Land, because you guys have already seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's, do you want to watch Promising Young Woman? Even though I already know the twist, but I won't tell you. What? She's not promising? <laughs> I want to watch woman? it. Is it the crying game? Is it the crying game all over again? Amazing. No, I do no, want to watch I that. Look... Go. 
No, that's it. I'm just uh, sitting here in my cashews. I was sad to see that under best uh, foreign language film was not You Hear and Touch My Body, whatever that was. <laughs> First of all, it was made in 2019. It oh. eligible. Goddamn. All right. Your name so, engraved here within. In Damn. a dream world, committing in pencil, uh-huh. we're yeah. going to try and watch Promising Young Woman this week. Yeah. Yes. And then the next on my list would be Minari. I really do want to watch that. Yeah, I, I agreed. Okay. I've been watching Walking Dead from the beginning again, just to get... Really? Because we talked to you yesterday and said, what are you watching? And you said nothing. A lot can change in a day, Julie. <laughs> can watch a whole season. Fast forward. Fast forward. Fast forward. Fast forward. Well, because I stopped after the middle of season two last time, because I was like, okay, they're on a farm doing nothing. Okay. I can play Farmville, too. <laughs> it was back in, like, 2009. I was like, cool, my crops need tending to on Facebook. But, yeah, just to get Stephen Young in my system again, because he was on there. And now it's Best Actor. Nominated. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. Let me go through. So here was my list for this week. Let's see. Oh, Marriage or Mortgage on Netflix. I watched the preview for that. <laughs> looked like the worst thing ever. So we've got $35,000 for a wedding or for um, a down payment on a house. So you go through this whole 45 minutes with a fine couple. They're moving from Naples to Nashville. The people that are working for them are insane. Setting up the most beautiful wedding for them to possibly have with a trolley and a food truck and a brewery and amazing or a beautiful house in downtown Nashville for $450,000 and a Wooded in backyard for their dog. Amazing. What are they going to choose? I don't know. What's more important? We can only do one. I'm like, go for the house. They're like, wedding. <laughs> so That's I've been through the whole 40 minutes, right? <laughs> I I want. I just want it to be over. They choose wedding. Five months later. So you're all excited. And they're like, because of COVID, the wedding doesn't happen. But they're going to do the date anyway. So it's just the two of them. You're like, oh, my God. Just, just don't show the end. Just don't show the <laughs> epilogue. Just let it be over. They picked wedding by. Oh, my God. Can't they have the house now? It's their money. <laughs> the TV show doesn't have to dictate their lives. <laughs> also, no, but do like, both. You can buy a house and a wedding. You just have to do nope. less. <laughs> they couldn't. They couldn't. Oh, my God. His need for a, a shower. The trolley, company, <laughs> the trolley company offered to give them two for one in the trolley and then the pipe and drape so they could have a dramatic entrance into their um, reception space. The brewery is donating $1,500 for it. <laughs> and the house people, they're like going to give them the hedges because they're worried about privacy and the doghouse with the sign for Franklin. Oh and I got to say, when the real estate agent is wearing a one-sleeved Nick type thing, that's not professional. It's just not professional. So she's got one full flash dance shoulder out, right? Uh-huh. And she's like, I know they're going to pick the house I chose. I just know it. You're like, put on a bra and close up your shirt. Oh, okay. Back on my list. I'm almost done. So, you know, my llama rod, my mm-hmm. seven-week online course. Well, guess what the topic was this week in Love and Rage? Eroticism. So I was also ah, out on that. I did I not go to no. that job. You have to do it. You have to do it. I know. But so far. <laughs> I'm I'm a no for marriage or mortgage. I'm a no on eroticism in my love and rage Buddhist training. And the, the Pope said no to gay marriage. The hell? You couldn't even call it marriage. They called it, they called it union. And I was like, okay, first of all, if I'm going to get married to someone, we will not be united. It'll be my word <laughs> or the highway. Okay? 
There's no joining. There's no Will you bless that, Pope? <laughs> you don't have to bless it. I bless me. Hashtag blessed. Yeah, that was whatever. And so everyone was clapping back on Twitter. Although the first one I saw was of Pete Buttigieg and his husband, Chasen. Oh, Christian. Like, yeah, Chasen, you're right. He's Christian, though, I think. We should just call people by <laughs> <laughs> No, dangerous road. Yeah, they're like in the back of their limo and Pete's like leaning on him. <laughs> It's like, we get it, you're a bottom, but it's super sweet. It was very sweet. I did like someone on Twitter was like, oh, you get to decide that that's a sin? The Catholic Church decides that that is a sin? Come on. But touching little boys and then covering it up is fine. That's fine. Moving priests around all over the world instead of holding them responsible. Have you seen that meme? This is... Obviously not related to this, but related to my top bottom assertion earlier. Have you seen that meme where it's just like he's a top? Did you say top bottom insertion? <laughs> I said assertion. I said assertion. Uh, I heard insertion. <laughs> uh, but although this is a um, a mile a milestone day for me, it has officially been one year since I last was with another person. So that's terrible, and I hate it. So if I'm particularly grumpy today, maybe that's why. No, but it's this meme that says, he's a top, he's a bottom, and I'm just a fucking mess. Okay, <laughs> I thought relate? that was going to get a bigger laugh because I certainly chuckled. I chortled. Okay, whatever. You know what? I enjoyed it. It was immensely enjoyable for me. Well, I have to say everything on my list of this week is awful. And then I'm like, thank God for men in wigs because they yep. are at least fun. <laughs> Am I right? All right. So let's, let's go into UK first because it is my favorite. Marginally, they're both still good. I understand that. And we're zooming in right after a whore's elimination. Julie, what are your thoughts? Can we just talk about this? My thought feeling is, God, Ellie Diamond is a gigantic linebacker. <laughs> Everyone else is a small person. Um, I'm glad Chase is still there. Lawrence is still pissed off because it could have been her. She might have gone home. And it's like it's a fucking game. Here's how fickle I am. Just another example. I get so frustrated when these queens edit themselves and dive too far into PC culture because they don't want to get reamed by the fans. And then when someone genuinely expresses their opinion and emotion in such like a visceral way, I'm like, okay, well, you can go straight to hell. So what do I want? I don't know. But I don't want Lawrence Cheney being this angry all the time. You would think, you would think that the fans would have turned on Ellie Diamond a little bit. Like, how could you do that to everybody? But we're not. We're all like, fuck you, Lawrence. I know. I think she thought everyone would side with her and her vengeance was requited or, you know, at all valid. Yeah. I think that if she hadn't gone over the top and would have let it go and maybe she did and they just showed it badly, we would That's have, fair. but because she just can't let it go and Ellie didn't, she didn't win her badge anyway. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? Yeah. She's yep, still there. Was. She made it. Yeah. So correct. A hundred percent. It was worth it. So oh God, puppets are absolutely Ah, Julie, what is your affinity for puppets? I don't know. As we've said, if we go back and forth, the, most of the puppet episodes are terrible, but the good ones are really funny. I don't have a natural affinity for puppets. I don't own any or enjoy them <laughs> in my home. I just you like just when they do it on Drag Race. You gravitate very intensely towards puppets, and I enjoy that about you. 
I like the reading challenge. I think the puppet challenge is a way to like dig on people, but it's silly, you know. Mm-hmm. She did a, Ellie Diamond did a great job dressing up Tace. I thought she looks great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like made the Brillo Pot outfit. Oh Lauren Straney in a puppet. Whenever bed. I see that loaf of Lauren Straney's boy hair, is just a shame. <laughs> I thought he did a great job on Di- on, on Ellie. Super cute. Bimini was hilarious. This like pink <laughs> prolapsed. Lawrence Cheney was really funny. <laughs> it's me, the Cheney. Focus on the Cheney. I just loved it. That was so great. And then we have Tace. Yeah. She was, um, well, she's here. She's here. She's queer. She's hilarious in her talking heads. The other moments, less so. Yeah, her Bimini Bamboulash. It's tough when Bimini Bamboulash is just so funny. That you can never attain or achieve that height of humor. But you know the expression, God doesn't give with both hands. So maybe Taste doesn't get funny, but look at those abs. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Taste is like... the size of a hobbit and hilarious. <laughs> Taste, is there any drag queen that's more gorgeous than her that's ever appeared? I don't think so. That's a legitimate question because I don't believe so either. <laughs> Certainly not this one. Yes. And they're going to do Beast Enders. Have you ever seen East Enders? Nope. Now, I really do not like when you're in rehearsals and the person is awful in rehearsal. And then by the time they get to this, what they show the judges, it's great. So you have to like put up with all their crap. You know, Lawrence has been a mess in every one of these. And then when they show it to the judges, they're like, you were hilarious. And you're like, ugh. I know. You know what I mean? That was a theme for this week for me. It's like, there's some people that are making choices, mostly Lawrence and Candy. The fact that she got rewarded, even though she was shit in this like acting challenge, is really unpleasant. So then we have instead of our look at a picture of me when I was little moment, here's a picture of me and my mommy and a card she wrote me. I don't. I, don't, I, don't. <laughs> I feel like this is better than the soliloquy to my younger self. Personally, can you read this letter from my mommy? No. <laughs> nope. Well, we had a lot of mommy appearances this week on both iterations of Drag Race between this whole situation Ugh. and then candy muse I refuse getting rewarded to watch candy muse's mother no exactly i refuse, refuse. Mm-hmm. her nonsense this week was untenable i can't wait to watch it so <laughs> we go to the runway which is panto dames what which, are those i should have looked this oh, up on I my had, own but I, I did look it up i have a good definition and <laughs> now i don't have it but they were saying on Bob or somebody else that it's typically straight men who do it and they dress up and that's why Bimini was walking the way she was <laughs> because it would be like, you know, a straight guy dressed up in like a joke drag outfit. Yeah. Panto so Dame good. is a traditional role in British pantomime. It's part of the theatrical tradition of tra- travesty. Huh? Portrayal of female <laughs> characters by male actors in drag. Dame characters are often played either in an extremely camp style or by men acting butch in women's clothing. Right. And the taste doesn't really make any sense. Taste no. does not. <laughs> no, no. I appreciate that. Taste went to the credit. wrong show. <laughs> like, does she know what I won't not know what it was? Or uh, Lawrence is out first. She's got a Cheney brand sewing machine on her head. I think she looks great. Mm-hmm. I honestly think Queen should come with her own sewing machines because they're <laughs> always broken in the workroom. <laughs> I didn't notice on the runway that this was a measuring tape. It's so good. Yeah. What do you think it was? Just a yellow belt. I guess I wasn't paying attention. Oh, it must be this long to ride. <laughs> I don't know. Taste, so many I inside say, jokes I don't in think... this country. 
I don't think that this is Tace's outfit. It does not fit. This is too small. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't seem like it fits her in any way. Well, and also what she looks like a fairy godmother, Glinda the Good Witch sort of situation, except it's a high school production, which is why there's just so many stars. <laughs> then at the end, she like puts the wand in her mouth. It's a lot. Yeah. Bimini even, comes out. Just fucking kills it. <laughs> just absolutely hilarious, this one. <laughs> the walk was so funny. Like We're looking at screen grabs. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh. Just like, it's a little reminiscent of Ginny Lemon. I was going to say, it did look like she stomped on Ginny Lemon and her intestines, which are obviously fluorescent yellow, splattered all over her dress. So the internet said today, the internet called me and said, Rita Ora <laughs> was supposed to be the judge and canceled at the last minute, and that's why they had a mannequin. So we all hate Rita Ora, correct? Do we? I, are we supposed to? So the I UK does. Okay. Uh, well, I actually absolutely adored her previous album, Phoenix, which has a love, like, just an absolute slate of bops. All such fun. But she's been maligned in the press, which the British press maligns everyone, for going out and doing all these reckless activities during the COVID pandemic. So including partying, going to nightclubs, telling everyone not to post any of this because she knew it was wrong and then claiming that she had no idea that the restrictions were that severe even though she had told everyone point blank to skirt them yeah so well but can we have a brief british update that pierce morgan quit got fired from good morning britain and <clears throat> demands an apology from sharon osborne's castmates on the talk <clears throat> and instead of dealing with that they just decided to not have the show this week <laughs> what they decided not to have the talk this week yeah, they're taking Monday and Tuesday, maybe the rest of the week to get dark to like figure out. They don't know what to do because he's, he's demanding an apology, and we're who cares? All like, Fuck you, Pierce Morgan. Well, maybe Seriously. Sharon cares. Why does he oh. need an apology from them? Because Sharon Osbourne was like, I, it's he's allowed to have an opinion. We have free speech. He shouldn't be canceled. You know, I don't agree with what he's saying, but um, he should be able to say what he wants. And they're all like, nope microaggressions he dated her she dumped him this is not just like you don't just get to go on tv and lie and bash people mm -hmm. and she she really does scream at one of her co-stars on the talk who is being super calm and super rational and trying to explain it to her and she's like oh now you're calling me a racist you're like uh you're acting really hostile towards black people right now yes okay. so instead of making a decision and like firing sharon or censoring sharon or whatever I mean, if Pierce Morgan thinks he's getting an apology from the castmates, I'm 100% sure he's not getting that. Yeah, no. <laughs> because they bullied Sharon about her opinion of Pierce. No. Do I care about this? No. Do I watch the talk? Also no. Why am I all riled up? I don't know. Back to the men and wings. So last but not least is Ellie Diamond. Her makeup looks great. Yeah, she's sort of a queen of hearts moment, super rounded cheeks. It is a touch reminiscent to all those baby challengers, which I hate and haunt my dreams, <laughs> but it is cute. It's a cute moment. Look at her. And well, precious gem. Bob and Sugar just a mere six ten. That she is messed up because the skirt looks like that because it's a reveal, so she can dance in it later. But it makes the skirt look weird yeah. because it doesn't fan all the way out to the end. And I would agree with that. Yep. So then we watched the East Enders, B Enders. I actually thought this was funny. I didn't know what was going on, but I thought everybody was really funny, especially Bimini. Mm -hmm. Ellie wasn't that funny, but her part didn't seem that funny. But she seemed in it to me. Yeah. Look at yeah. fucking Bimini. <laughs> Of all these kinds of challenges, I thought this was a really good one. Yeah, I agree. It is a very strong no. top four. For same, yeah. 
Bimini doing a slutty anything I'm in oh for. God. But when she gets bitch slapped and like flies to the air and lands. <laughs> oh my and God. The look on her face. She's just so good. I mean, we need to rewatch episode one because I didn't see it because she was out there in that soccer. We all picked her to go home first. Remember? Yeah. God, we suck. I did not. I'm guessing. <laughs> well, Julie and I did. Emma did not. She's got so many facets. I'm really glad. So many. Facets and buckles and fascinators. <laughs> So rightfully so, I think Tace and Ellie end up in the bottom. Mm-hmm. Although for yeah. all her shenanigans, Lawrence Cheney could have fit that too. Head move new. No. <laughs> so I thought the lip sync was good. Ellie was better than I thought she was going to be. Yeah, it did I feel like something. I have pictures of her in slow motion doing her cat 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 cow, which was terrible. Like everyone oh was coming for Denali for not doing the duck walk appropriately, and she was literally just like that. Was really just us. <laughs> Oh, well, I assumed you knew sources that were chastising her. But yeah, it was, I do they think it deserved a double save? More than Holland, but again, it's like you're double saving these people to get into the final, neither of whom has a chance of actually winning. <gasps> I'm sorry. Tace, I don't think Tace has a chance. Win. With their track record, Trace has now, Tace has now been in the bottom four times. Ellie I know, has, has anybody survived four? Cameron Michaels. Cameron Michaels. <laughs> I know. But, I mean, obviously UK has, unlike the US, has a finite amount of episodes, so they never will <laughs> extend. <laughs> they will never extend. It seemed like the only time that there would ever be a double Shantae would be if there was a double elimination or if they were heading into the finale and they would have gotten rid of those people in the finale anyway. So They started with less queens too, right? Than US? Yeah, well, the yeah. US had 27. They had 114, I thought. <laughs> They had more than a K-pop group. They just had <laughs> 7 million. Also, speaking of K-pop, Rosé from Blackpink just released her debut single, and it is a mood. You have to listen to it about 10 times, and on the Wait, 11th Rose time, it'll change your life. Wait, Rosé is not in Stephanie's Child anymore? Now she's in um, <laughs> She's now Pink? in Blackpink, yeah, Rosé. Uh, but like Rosé is born Roseanne, then they called her Rosie, and then the label rebranded her Rosé. If you want to get sucked into world, I know that I say this like every week, but K-pop is fucking wild. And I'm now officially I, a stan. I meant to, you've been officially a stan for months. You okay, but I've admitted it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's still on my list is to watch the Blackpink documentary. Blackpink. So next week on UK is the grand finale. Oh my God. Crazy. Wow. And they show Taste looking amazing in this green, whatever this is, and his pink hair is out and he looks amazing. And then in the next scene, he looks like this. He's wearing a blue jumpsuit. Pretty much my haircut at the moment. Um, I don't know what's happening, but it's going to be amazing. And Lawrence Cheney says he's fattered. He's fat and shattered. Fattered. What a quarantine move. That Ginny Lemon is returning. She's actually All the queens are there, it looks like, next week. Except for Veronica Green, right? I didn't see her. I did. I don't know, but I'm surprised Ginny's coming back. So Same. Michelle Massage said that all that is bullshit. Ginny Lemon did not go to town on RuPaul. None of that happened. That is a Reddit lie. And then I, I would believe it if she's coming back for this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If she really maybe did tell her Maybe she's coming off. back for this so they can cover the trail. Okay? The conspiracy goes deep, Julie. <laughs> You're a winner, baby. You're a winner. Okay, this is it, guys. We have to Who's your winners. winner? I, oh, my God, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Right, right, right. Okay. Now I have a notes sheet that's going to make it from week to week. So it will be on here. <laughs> Can you keep up? 
All right. For me, it's Bimini. You think who should win and who would will win? Both? Will and Bimini, should? Bimini, Bimini, yeah. Emma? Yeah, Bimini? it's Bimini. It's the talent, the attitude. The repeater oh, She's so collection. fresh. She's so fresh. Yeah. I would not be surprised if Lawrence won, though. No. I wouldn't be surprised. I would be a touch disappointed, just because I think just Bimini has done such a good job. Uh, but Lawrence would be the first big queen, which she never talks about, but she is. It's true. She never talks oh, about being a big queen. I mean, and she would be really deserving. So I, I feel battered. like either of those two would be really deserving. I think I want Bimini more. Oh, I definitely want Bimini to win. No. Oh. <laughs> but you just never know. I know. You just never know. know with that damn RuPaul. <laughs> so let's go to the chat. How many gemstones are we giving this episode of UK's Drag Race? All right. You ready? Yeah. Wow. Oh, Emma wow. way overshoots the hole with a 95. <laughs> Nick with a solid score of 92, but Julie hits a nail in the head with a 92. <laughs> oh, Nick, even when you're right, you're well wrong. Well done. <laughs> I know. God damn it. What must I do? I mean, keep trying. Just keep going. I mean, don't we always have dream. the same fucking score, and yet mine is incorrect. I mean, that's one way to look at it, but... <laughs> I guess when you're in charge of reading the scores, you can see them the way you see them. I'm just going to see them the way I see them. <laughs> All right. So we'll move on to the main event. Ding, ding. <laughs> it's RuPaul. Candy Muse's race. Oh, God. Why is she driving me crazy? Because she's, she's insane. Because she's and she's crazy. Irritated. And she got rewarded for exactly. it. Exactly. I know. It's we so said the same thing. <laughs> I do wish. So we're starting off after Utica's elimination, defeating or not Utica, Elliot's <laughs> elimination. Utica defeated her. And I wish they would spend more time with the girls complimenting each other on the lip syncs. When Denali won and slayed the house down, I was so pissed. Nobody said Everyone anything. Like, oh my god, that was the most dramatic, exceptional, life-changing moment in the entirety of history. And Utica, I thought, did a solid job. And I wish they would have been like, wow, that really surprised me how well you did. No, Can we also say that I can't believe Elliot's only been gone for a week? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> she haunts us. So, Utica was in the bottom two, but she also feels really empowered. Uh-huh. Because she proved herself. So now it's the weirdest psychic uh, mini challenge ever. You're going to go get a psychic reading with Char Margolis. Okay, wait, I'd also, can I just do a quick reading of you both first? Sure. Did either of you grow up with in a house? <laughs> did anyone here grow up in a house? Well, oh, wow, oh. I did. Oh, I you did? did? Okay, yeah. okay. I did. Did you, um, in that house, did, did anyone here in their house have a, a bathroom? Oh, no, Emma, Emma, it was, it's your bathroom. It's um, did your bathroom, dad use that bathroom? Because he's here with us now. <laughs> and he just wanted to say he did the best he could to be your dad. And he hopes it was good enough. And then you pay to it and our dad's actually there because he's alive. <laughs> this was the dumbest. I mean, I I'm all for psychics, channels, whatever. But this was ridiculous, literally. Does someone in a room full of gay men have a crush on another one of these gay men? <laughs> Shocking. Well, when she says to somebody of a change of heart, you can see the flash come across um, Candy's face. And then she's like, is it you? And she's like, it is. <laughs> That's fucking annoying. 
Oh my god, when we first got here, he was like just very bland. <laughs> About so that was really deep. And then <laughs> when my dad found out he was gay, I don't think he accepted it. <laughs> what a revelation. I've never heard such a traumatizing gay story. This is great looking someone's face. Did anyone here grow up on a farm? On Shocking. that farm, did you have an animal that goes in the song and on that farm you had a cow? Yeah. Oh my gosh, really? Did it start with a C? Was it C-O-W? Cow? <laughs> Was it Clara? Because, oh, it's Clara. <laughs> and what does Clara want to say to Utica? <laughs> yeah, moo. She wants to say moo. That was to so annoying. If I was Tina Burner, I would have been pissed. I'm like, your father, who was dead, never accepted <laughs> you, did the best he could. He's here with us now. He loves you. Utica, this cow wants to say moo. <laughs> So now they are put into their groups of who's going to learn the most from each other. <laughs> I love the Utica-Simone pairing, though. I love yes. Utica. I love Simone. These are not the pairs I would have done, though. I mean, I would have done Utica and Simone, I think. I would have done Denali and Rosé. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe Utica and Gottmik could have been interesting since they're both artistic. I don't know. What learn the most from? I don't really. Did anyone learn anything <laughs> from anybody? <laughs> So it's Denali Tina and Rose. She could go home. Who knew? Denali and Olivia, Simone and Utica, and Candy and Gottmik. Who doesn't want who doesn't want Candy and Gottmik to get what they want? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone on earth. So then we start trying on outfits. Oh God. So Tina Candy Burner. Muse, as she'll state later in the episode, has the greatest hill to climb with her tiny companion got Mick because their size differential is so supreme that this is a challenge within a challenge within a challenge. Challengeception, bitch. So except that got Mick went to fashion school. She's a designer and a seamstress, and she can make you an amazing outfit. Look at what Tina Burner wore, and she looked like shit. Mm -hmm. Rose's Tina outfit just, also terrible. So I. Tina and Rosé just have very tricky faces. And I don't mean in that as an fashions. offensive thing. I just mean it as like, <laughs> yeah. But they had a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the, that pair this episode. This was a great Tina episode. It makes me fear that she's going home next week because I really enjoyed fear. Tina this Ooh. episode. <laughs> I am excited that Tina could be going. We got to go home here. Tina's not going to win. Somebody needs to go. What if Utica wins? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you? I'm over here looking for me. So okay. it's Rosé and Tina, and they have terrible outfits to wear. <laughs> Simone, <laughs> I on Utica's crazy outfits. The first one was terrible with the teeth that open into a decolletage. I don't understand. Decolletet. It's a decolletet. <laughs> She's like, and then you show full teeth, and it goes, maybe it folds down then. Maybe. I mean, they both have excellent teeth. It's so, so unnecessary. So you got to flaunt it. <laughs> So I do appreciate the difference in their style perspectives and unifying it because I do feel like both Utica and Simone are very receptive, level-headed people. And so that was enjoyable to see them sort of meet each other in the middle. Even Minus though the Seventh-day Adventist nature of Utica's life. Yeah, no, I never acknowledge that. <laughs> <laughs> so I did think it was sweet that she wanted to make sure she wasn't being culturally appropriating while wearing the Babs costume. But if a black person is putting you in that, I think they, they would know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I totally get the concern. I get it. And RuPaul was just like, fuck it. Like, why, why are you doing all this? And she was like, well, in the real world, RuPaul, away from your ranch, there is a lot of division <laughs> and I'm trying to be safe. 
and respectful. I, like she's trying to be respectful. She's not putting you in blackface. Like you're gonna be okay. Yeah, but she she learned it. it just embodies Simone's it. attitude. Well, you know, she didn't want to wear the afro. She obviously is like pendulum swinging far the other way. Like I come from this super racist community, right? She's in Utah, Minnesota, I think. Minnesota. That's what I said, Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Where they tried to kill their governor, so whatever. That was Michigan. Um, that was Michigan. Right. It's all the same. <laughs> Don't they have a large ref? Okay, where's isn't Ilhan Omar from Minnesota? She is, yes. She is, yeah. Did I get one fact correct? I'm so excited. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> this is Candy Muse, right? Even though it says Candy Muse on that the is can, that is that is gonna be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They have two completely different body types. I feel like they both have attitude. Like, what are you talking about? You're the well, luckiest. Have, yeah. God knows how to paint anybody's face. Yeah. And you also, do not have the hardest really challenge. Good painting skills too. Like, you guys are gonna be fine. <laughs> Stop. You're not. You don't get any sympathy in this challenge. You do not have that. He didn't tell you that there was a fabric wall so that you wouldn't use it. Not everybody. He wasn't thinking everyone was gonna shop everyone else's closet. He was thinking they were gonna make outfits. And then Simone did two faces. <laughs> the first face was mm, not good. I did do a lot of screen grabs. I think we have like 90 on this one. Sorry. But there's so many good moments. This is my favorite. When Utica, he's like, she's like, Utica, Utica, last week you were in the bottom. She's like, what'd you think? She's like, well, <laughs> that was so cute. Here, isn't it? That was sweet. You think RuPaul's going to be like, you did a great job. Have you watched the show? That's not Right. Good. No, she's going to be like, your inner saboteur should be fighting you yes. at the moment. Her teeth are great. So then we head to the stage so that everybody can learn each other's walks, which was yeah. interesting. Yeah. Danger Zone, Will Robinson right away with Denali and Utica. So Julie? Denali and Utica, I thought their arms work was good. But the thing about Olivia Lux is she has a smile that lights up the world. And Denali never gave you that giant, full pageant teeth mouth, you know? Yeah. I don't think, I mean, Olivia really didn't do a good job of knowing what to, like, what exactly she, what she's known for, what she's really been shining as this season mm -hmm. she really likes that little like sophisticated pageant old hollywood but it's not what we know her for no it's her big smile and then simone's gonna teach utica the ways of the ebony enchantress <laughs> <laughs> utica looks crazy then we've got got mick and candy muse both doing really weird walks and annoying and <laughs> It's slut. It's gorgeous. Talk about cultural gorge. appropriation when she's like, what, what, what? <laughs> oh, it was just slutty, gorge, monster, punk, rock, whatever. Gorge. Gorge. I feel like what Candy did you think? is never as aggressive on the runway as Mick was embodying her. <laughs> to <be> no. <laughs> right? It was very, like, Candy always comes down like a fashion bitch where she'll do high fashion runway stuff. And I feel like <laughs> Mick was just like, you want to die? <laughs> what do you think of RuPaul's cutout outfit? I hate cutouts that aren't cutouts. I hate it. <laughs> but I like the outfit. They're never cutouts. Like on skating ice outfits, I always thought they were cutouts, and they never are. They're always new delusions. All right, so here we go to the runway <laughs> with their doppelgangers. Up first is Rosé. Yikes. I think it was Nikki Doll who had the one of them who said... This is the only time you're not going to wear your signature colors and you're going to. The time you're supposed to embody. I know. That's she looks really like Sherry Pie. Sorry to mention her name, but that's what she looks like. And who said like Rosé's already got a hard face and Tina just made it harder. Oh, <laughs> so true. Yeah. 
Yeah, I did not think she embodied Tina Burner at all. At all. Tina Burner has We all complain that Tina wears so small much. hair and that she wears the same horrible shit all the time. And this yeah. is totally different out of her wheelhouse and a giant wig. Yeah. I think she was trying to smile like Tina the whole time. <laughs> yes. She <laughs> definitely tried. I just want to give Rose some credit. <laughs> That's my bias. Oh, we're still on the Rose <laughs> train. Okay. <laughs> Tina Burner as Rose. Not at all. <laughs> nope. Pink wig. Didn't have her energy. Didn't have her look. Pink wig. Big ass. Give you a whiplash. <laughs> did she? I don't even do think spin? Rose would wear this. <laughs> she did a Shanae turn. We've got Denali as, or excuse me, Olivia Lux as Denali. This was this made sense. Like you have a brand. You have that long ass pony Elsa skating shit. She looked like Denali. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So I'm very offended. <laughs> At what? At life. So here we've got Denali dressed as Olivia. And that's the thing. Like, Olivia has never given us this. She's always wanted to be, like, this soulful chanteuse who plays the keys. That's not what she's embodying. She's embodying a vivacious child. But I also feel like she has highlighter on in her picture and highlight. You know what I mean? Like, it's her look is everything pulled up, 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 up. And Denali just looks flat and matte. She doesn't look dewy and sparkly at all. Yeah, and Olivia Lux, yeah, the smile thing is huge. 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 So here we have Simone in a Mr. Goodbody uh, jumpsuit with a curtain over the top that she worked like a motherfucker. Love it so much. If this was on Project Runway or whatever Project Runway spinoffs are now, everyone would just be like, sex and fashion. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. I do like how the headpiece fits Utica's giant head better, though. It does. The way yeah. it's like set back a little bit. Uh-huh. But I thought Simone killed it on the runway. Killed it. It does look like Simone's like the drunken cousin in an animated feature. <laughs> and then we've got Utica in the Babs outfit. Did so well. She looks great. I don't even know that she looks like Simone, but she definitely embodied her energy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no way that Utica's going to look like Simone. She just doesn't. I know. Have that. Utica's eyes just look so small. They Tiny. Look that small. Yeah. But I don't know if that's the makeup or because she's trying to squint and be sexy. But it was great. Good for you guys. Mm-hmm. Love it. Winners. Yeah. So. I'm just not on this train with Gottmik. I'm just not. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, Candy's another person who just like doesn't necessarily have a super distinct style. She'll kind of wear whatever. And this feels more like Gottmik or Tina Burner. Totally. To be honest, like Gottmik has done that punk sort of metal Eddie Ed Hardy sort of bullshit thing. Mm-hmm. Once like again, candy super muse. smoky eye, highlighter, yeah. very intense, big plump mouth. This has just got mixed normal look. Yeah, with those glasses, yeah. which it's I feel like makeup. are got mixed glasses. Yes, we hate you. This feels <laughs> more like <laughs> this feels like more like got Mick on Candy Muse though. It's well done. The sort of although the duality is very Utica. <laughs> <laughs> Language. I feel like if you have to say, it's like you can't say things in charades. When you're supposed to embody them, you can't say their catchphrases. That feels like cheating. So here comes the best part of the episode when who should go home? And everyone says Olivia because she didn't do a good job. Well, because that was the first name. Like everyone picks the first name. Whatever queen says one name, they all follow suit. It made sense as the first name. Well, and she doesn't look anything like her. Yep. Yeah. The makeup is not right. The giant smile. It's just not there. So Denali makes the huge mistake of saying that <laughs> Candy Muse has made Gottmik look like um, 
Tina Burner. So here we go. <laughs> First and foremost, I want to say that I didn't know that Tina Burner owned flames in the color orange, red, and yellow. You would never see Tina walk down the runway looking like a hoe like this, looking like number one. And number two, me and God Mick had the hardest challenges in the entire group because I'm big and she's little, and yet we still made it work. And all these bitches have the same size, so there's no excuse why they should look as weak as Olivia and the Natalie seem the weakest out of everybody on the stage. God, you're so good. <laughs> You didn't lisp. I know. You didn't. I went full. I went full Bob Ross. (laughs) (laughs) So they decide that Olivia and Denali are in the bottom. And did it have to be the pair? Could it have been Olivia and Tina Burner? Could it have been Olivia and Rose? I know. It could have been. So they're doing shackles by Mary Mary. Yikes. Simone rightfully points out America. You got two drag queens up here <laughs> lip syncing for their lives to a Christian song, Shackles by Mary Mary. <laughs> Turns out that everyone was complaining that it was unfair that Olivia put Denali in this outfit, but it's a tearaway. And Denali yeah. chose not to pull it off because she felt like she'd chucked and jived and bucked and done all that. And now she wanted to Latrice Royale it and really sing the song. Mistake. 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 I feel like. RuPaul gave you credit for your last lip sync performance. Do that again. We all did. Yeah. We were all rooting for you. Rooting for that. <laughs> this was a tough song. How are you going to, like, also, how are you going to, like, boom to the boom, 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 to shackles? Oh, she could have made it more energetic. She bop. just wasn't going for energy. Yeah, I know. But also, fuck they- Candy Muse. That whole thing on the runway was bullshit. Yes. I thought I read Michelle's face correctly, which was, are you kidding me? And they were like, thank you so much for speaking your truth. <laughs> yeah, because then they went back in the back and Candy yelled at her some more. I know. It was, she's like, uh, you're right. I'm sorry. I just couldn't think she's of She's such an else. abuser. I'm so annoyed. I'm very annoyed with it. And then the judges are like, well, at least Candy spoke up. You're like, no. No, that was not, not speaking not up. <laughs> that was verbally attacking. Exactly. So anyway, I think Denali's tired, right? Like she's like, I'm in the top. I keep pushing that fire. Olivia was like, I got to win this. I got to do it. I felt more energy from her anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Rose or Denali was debating with herself whether or not to pull the skirt off because she kept grabbing it mm. and not lifting it up. And you're like, just do it. Just do it. So she goes home. Sad. Sorry. Do you think it was the right decision or you think Olivia should have gone? You think Olivia won the lip sync? I think Olivia won the lip sync. Yeah. I think Denali, I would have liked Denali to stay longer. It felt like she was playing. She's like, if you can't win the crown, win the crowd. And it felt like she was doing damage control in the final untuck to make sure she left with a legacy instead of being like, I'm going to stay. And then once again, she put out a video, not my favorite of her ice skating, but um, she's at least like not just making up a YouTube show about whatever that the one, the, the video that she did with the Chicago talent is ridiculous. I rewatched that the other day. It's so good. Yeah. You're just like, wow, these people are amazing. So that was a real highlight for Denali. I'm glad she got really that was. out. Cause her lip sync was a hundred percent for your love. Unforgettable top five, all time lip syncs ever for me. Yeah. And then that video is so good. I, I think she's got along. She's going to be a lovable queen for a long time. So next week they have to make like a commercial for their own soft drink. Yikes. So I feel like Simone's going to crush it. I feel like Rosé is going to do well. Well, just from the picture they showed looks amazing. Yeah. I sure hope so. All right. So who do we think is going home next week? Tina Burner? I I thought so. (laughs) 
What? <laughs> Tina Burner, or I think maybe Utica. Like, like, I love Utica so much. Oh. I love Utica so much. But she hasn't done well in comedy thus far. Mm. And she has been in the bottom a lot. Only once. She only Not like, like once. bottom two, but bottom three. She's been in the bottom a lot. It's a good point about the comedy. She has not excelled in that sphere. Tina actually hasn't done as great as we, you would expect her to either. Yeah, so I feel like she's going to put so much pressure. Yeah. All right, are we ready to go to the chat and rate this episode? Let's do it. Bring it to the chat room. Chat room. Bring it to the chat room. Chat room. Oh, Emma just top to bottom lowballing it at 89, and Nick just barely missing it at a 93. Julie hits the nail on the head again at a 92. I mean, well done. beginner's luck. I don't know what it is. Okay. <laughs> So today on the $100,000 pyramid, Woo-woo. a lot of money, big money, guys, big money. The categories are farm team, are we there yet, all fun and games, drink up, wild inside, and are you woke? You want to give first, Nick, or receive? I'll receive. I thought <laughs> you would. <laughs> um, I'll take the wild category, whatever that was. Wild inside. <laughs> okay, Nick, are you ready? Yes. Emma, you've got the timer? Yep, 30 seconds on the clock. And go. He's the king of the jungle. Arr! George. No, just an animal, like, with a mane oh, and tail. Yes, yes, it's the lion. Uh, an animal with a long neck in Africa. Giraffe. Yes. Um, he's got a trunk. Elephant. Small gorilla. Chimpanzee. Uh-huh. A striped horse. Zebra. A big chimpanzee. <laughs> a monkey. Another name for a monkey. An ape. A gorilla. No. Yes. Um, and a, a, a snake. <laughs> Gonna kill you. Time. A snake. <laughs> you Type got of six snake. out of seven. Python. Right? Co- Python. All right. Nice. All right. So I feel cool, like cool, cool, I cool. get six points for that, Emma. Do you not agree with that? Yeah. Well, you guys are I, on the same team. team so. <laughs> I don't know that that's true. What? Six <laughs> points for me. <laughs> I'm going to play with all my heart and soul and my boobs as I grab them, but <laughs> me too. All right, what category next? Are you woke? Nick, you're picking. Um, drink up. All- drink up. Drink up. Drink up. Nick, these are all types of beverages. Okay. And Ready? Go. H2O. Water. Orange, apple. Juice. Uh, you're drinking a Coca Cola, which Cola. is a pop or a soft drink. Pepsi, Pop. the soda. Thank you. <laughs> I drink it hot or iced. Tea. Um, well, another word for tonic or bubbly. Seltzer. Yes. Um, chocolate or strawberry. It's thick. Milk. The whole thing. You Milk put it in the shake. Blender. Yes. And then I'm going to shake this up and make you a... Protein beverage. Time. Protein drink. Martini. Alcohol. <laughs> Cocktail. I said martini. Cocktail was the correct answer. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Seltzer was amazing. That was amazing. Milkshake was a fail. Soda also going to hurt you. I got both of those. <laughs> seltzer was a, a gift from heaven. I would never have gotten seltzer. Bravo. He's very classy. <laughs> mm. All right. Nick, you will give now for two. <laughs> okay. Open up. Categories left are all fun and games. Are we there yet? Farm team or are you woke? Are we there yet? Ready? Are we there yet? Things you'll find in a car. And go. 
So you use this to move about and change directions. What? It is a circular item that you will a use compass. If turning right or left. Things in a car. What would you Turn spin? signals. What would you spin? It's in a car. You put your hand <laughs> on it. Steering wheel. There we go. Uh, it keeps you from dying. It's a protective device. Yes. You place your beverage in it. Cup holder. You should check these before you turn. Tires. They reflect, they reflect uh, yourself. Mirrors. Side mirrors. Rear view mirror. Yeah. Time. I'm going to turn on Q102. Damn it. <laughs> you got four. What was Steering your first wheel, Julie? horrendous clue? <laughs> it's You use it to move about. <laughs> What? Nick, I'd also, uh, it might be helpful to remind Steering you, you are allowed to gesture. <laughs> you can gesture? <laughs> what? I think you might have right. benefited Can we please replay the tape? <laughs> it's circular. It. You use it to move about. <laughs> <laughs> Steering wheel. Flying saucer. I don't know. Duh. Duh. It keeps right. you from dying. <laughs> uh, penicillin. <laughs> you get things in a car. Penicillin's in your car. You got three points. <laughs> I, I got, got four. four. You got Miro. Yeah. Okay. We're on the same. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next category options are all fun and games, farm team. Are you woke? Let's say all fun and games because this is a thing that this isn't because Julie's pretty me. much told you this time I spent my childhood like competitively playing this game. It's like taking an Olympic swimmer and like putting them in the baby pool. You know All right. Nick's got to get warmed up though. We're learning. <laughs> I was fine. <laughs> Oh my god, I did well. Okay. You did. And now that you can gesture, who knows what we're in for? Maybe a seven. What's the category? All fun and games. It's games kids play. <laughs> Murder. Okay. <laughs> Got it? Yeah. And go. Hide and seek. Peekaboo. Yes. You can't Blank, say you're it. Tag. Okay. Um bird, bird, bird. Another bird. Tuck tuck goose. <laughs> Um, it's about the plague. We're going around. We've got Mary go around. Ring around the rosy. Oh, so I can't say the words. I can't words that are in the title. No. (laughs) Okay, so it's a profession. It's not a nurse. It's a little bit higher. Doctor. Um, to look with time. I spy. Yeah, I I think she got it. (laughs) She got it. So that's five. He's warming up. Which one did you say the word ring around the rosy or merry go round? What was that? He said around. Ring around the rosy. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. <laughs> These rules, man. These rules. I'm glad your hand set you free with the bird, 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 <laughs> other bird. <laughs> I liked that one. <laughs> All right. Categories good. remaining. Farm team and are you woke? Farm team. All right. Farm team. Things you might find in a barn. Like maybe you did Heard. friend. <laughs> okay, Nick, you ready? Mm-hmm. And go. A Clydesdale is a type of horse. Um, a little tiny, not rat, but a mouse. Uh, horses eat. Hey. Uh, the man who stands there with the pitchfork is the farmer. He says moo. Cow. Take horse poop and make it into manure. Um, I'm gonna. The horse lives in a single Bar- stable stall. One stall. Beautifully done. Seven. Booyah. Seven points with time on the clock. Well done. I don't know if Julie's been training for this or what. She's very good at giving clues. See, I never know if I got it right or not because you just move on. And I love it. That's true. That is. I was thinking in my head that's not good. Give me a yes or something. No, no, because that wastes time. 
<laughs> I know, and we have a delay with the yeah. Skype, so. Exactly, you're right. I am starting to sweat, just so you know. That's <laughs> how so you know you're having fun. I know, I've been sitting here fine the whole time now. I'm like, oh, I'm sweating. Okay, Nick, you're giving this one? Nope, just send it to Julie. <laughs> oh. All right. The category is, are you woke? Things you do when you wake up. And Not after an 18-hour sleep, just like regular <laughs> night sleep. <laughs> Sorry, Emma. Ready whenever right. you are. And begin. <gasps> Young. Yes. Stretch. Yes. Um, hit the button for 10 more seconds. Snooze. Yes. I'm going to go clean myself in the... Shower. Yes. Uh, I drink this hot black beverage. Coffee. I'm going to work out or another word for working out. Exercise. Yes. I'm going to do this. Brush my teeth. Brush teeth. Bing, bang, bong. <laughs> Just bing, so much more bang, time on the clock. We could have a game. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what that means. Oh, marketable uh, skills. I don't have any, but I got this one. <laughs> All right. He's a good guesser. Proven good. She's a good good. You're a great giver. You, I mean, I should receive more often. You're a really great top. <laughs> You're a good top. You're I think we know that too. We already knew that. Julie I think was also the top how close we've gotten to our monitors. <laughs> so close. Why well, can't see anything? So, Nick, if you don't know, the rules are a little different in the winner's okay. circle. Tell us about it, Julie. You cannot gesture. You have to use lists. Um, like you can't, you don't have to use lists, but you just, you can't use proper names and you can't move your hands. Okay. And it's things that you find, right? So it's going to be seven different categories. You're not going to know what they are. They're going to turn to me. Like the one I always use is, um, his wrench, his toolbox, his tool belt. And you'd be like things a plumber uses, you know, or, um, wake up or, how are, you, how are you? Are you here? Like things you say in the morning. So they're like generalized gotcha. categories like that. This is much harder. And when much you get harder. them right, you get money. <laughs> Woo! Prizes from- you get Emma bucks. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is very hard. Emma, we get longer than 30 seconds for you this though, right? You get 60 seconds per. <laughs> or 60 seconds for the whole thing. Are you sure? That's what it said. We're not good. Well, this is... All right. This is going to be hard. Okay. You ready, Nick? All right. Winner circle. Let the games begin. <laughs> a teenage girl. Uh, uh, a teenage girl People at a party. That um, um, People that are a, sad. A, a teenager who's not in their body yet. Um, a teenager. Things who that are uncomfortable. Who feels uncomfortable. A, a teenage girl who doesn't feel like she fits in. She fo- keeps falling down. A teenage girl who falls Things down. that are clumsy. People that are clumsy. Things that are uh. uncoordinated. We're going to pass. You did great. Um, an instant message. Uh, Things you receive on your phone. Um, Things that are on the internet. A, a message to your best friend. A message to a group. Things that make you happy. Um, a message from Things your like phone. Things like you use your phone, though. Okay. Things that will provide an alert. <laughs> a picture of us from the party. A selfie. A picture. A message. Things a that... message I want you to receive through the phone. <laughs> what is kiss me through the phone? <laughs> Pass. Uh, lollipops, ice cream. Things uh, that you lick. Yes. Um, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, Things that you likes, hate. Likes. Um, Things that you find on Facebook. Yes. Good job. Um, 
the first violinist, the piano, the woodwind section, the string section, the drums. Things that you'll see it in an orchestra. Yes. Nice. Um, it's not you, it's me. It's Things really... that you'll say during a breakup. Yes, going back to the first one. Um, somebody who's not comfortable in their body, uh, Utica. Uh, Utica <laughs> trying to be sexy. Um, Things that can be off-putting. Things that can be annoying. <laughs> Things that are hard. Things that are challenging. Things that are difficult. Things that a make baby, you cry. A baby bird trying to fly. <laughs> Things that are cute. <laughs> are we out of time yet? <laughs> oh, we've been out of Things time, but puberty. I really like this game. <laughs> <laughs> Things what that are it? awkward. Okay, well, you kept saying And the other one girl. was things you text. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> A message over the phone. No idea. Great job. Those were really hard. What is another good things that are awkward clue? How is a baby bird awkward? When it's trying to fly. First learning to fly. <laughs> like Bambi's trying to walk. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I mean, God, a, any girl in middle school is <laughs> such a good one. See, yeah. I wasn't a girl in middle school. <sighs> but you were awkward. <laughs> Think people with long limbs. Mm. I said Utica trying to be sexy. <laughs> Those were hard. Good job. No. Right. Who does the next one? Oh, I think he should give a winner's circle before give, we go. I should give a winner's circle. Yeah. All right. As he sits there with the phone call. <laughs> Things you do with your phone. Yes. All right. Winner's circle. Take two. <laughs> Let's see how much money you guys get. And begin. Uh, buttercup. Dandelion. The Flowers. sign. The lettering on your shirt. Yellow. Things that are yellow. Yes. Um... Halftime show, football players. Things at a football game. Things at a game. Halftime show. Things um, at the Super Tom Bowl. Tom Brady. Things at the Super Bowl. Yes, 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 yes. Um, a faucet. Things in the um, kitchen. A, things that drip. A cauldron. Ooh. Thing, things that boil. Things that have water. Things that. I'm also a type of vegetable. That's a, a homonym. Okay, that is that is not a legal clue. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> a faucet and a cauldron. Mm. What well, no, a cauldron? There's a there's a place in Harry nope. Potter lists, called the blank. Lists only. No okay. expository. <laughs> okay, skip. Uh, we'll pass that one. Um, uh, message. Uh, professors. Uh, professors' words. Things um, you write on a chalkboard. Things you write on a message board. A whiteboard. In a in a in a in a book of notes. <laughs> Things where you write a message. I think she got it. I think she got yeah, it. Yeah, she got it, right? Yeah, things you write down. Um, cheese. Things snow that in the hurt spring. your tummy. <laughs> what? Cheese. cheese. Snow in the spring. Um, things that are a unexpected. toy uh, on a hot, sunny day. A um, Snow in the spring? What does it do, Julie? Um... Uh, a cafe in Northside. <laughs> Things that melt. Yes. That's okay. Terrible. How, I feel like I did amazing. Okay, so um, people in that commercial for Life Alert, they people fall down. Uh, Things that fall down. Up. Yes. Old people. <laughs> um, uh, a faucet, a shower head. A, Things that um, water comes out of. 
you'll put a bucket down because it. I already said ceiling. things that drip. Or <laughs> things that seep. Or <laughs> I have a leak. Leak. Yes, leak. things that leak. Yeah, we got them all. <laughs> You have been banned from the winner's circle for the next time. I feel like I did so well. How could I have done any better? All right, Ellie Diamond. <laughs> you just keep What working. about that with Fab? Okay. I feel like I did perfect. <laughs> I see. <laughs> we got seven. We did not get seven. Eventually. She gave us nine minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we got three, I think. I'm going to need us to go with the rules next time. And... I'm learning that. <laughs> Should we do one more? Should we do one more? No, because there's only so over. many in this game pack. If we're ever going to play this game, we can't go this fast. We got to save it. Don't adult all over us. <laughs> I'm also with Nick like, fuck Blurg. Let's just do this all night long. All night. Emma, thank you for getting that game. Thank you for making it work by texting us. Yeah, that was fun. Nice. Makes my heart happy. Really thank you, you so for making good. me feel like a useless piece of trash. <laughs> I mean, you did fine. <laughs> I did better than that. Though I, do, I told I them at the beginning so. they were on the same team, Julie did tally up points. <laughs> and believe it or not, she won <laughs> by a lot. How did you determine who won? Her, well, the so great, if I get the clues, the great clues that I gave that you actually picked up on, I gave myself a point for, and the mediocre clues that you gave that I answered, I gave you points for. But I had four rounds and you only had two. So let's average them. You had nine total in two rounds. So that's like 4.5. I had 14, 24 by four rounds. That's six. So I killed you. Demolished. Death, death, death. So uh, we want to thank everybody for listening to this endless episode of Takes All Over the Place. We truly lived up to our name. Um, if you'd like to check out our other podcasts, we do a 30 Rock recap, recap podcast called Blurg. We spell it B-L-E-R-G. <laughs> they may not spell it that way. Uh, you can check us out at TakesPod.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter. Come and find us. Feel free to uh, rate us on iTunes. People like that as well. Um, best part of my week, talking to you guys. So thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm going to say goodbye. Say goodbye, Emma and Nick. Bye. Bye. Have a great week. Thank you, guys. Takes All Over the Place is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank. <laughs> Can you keep up? Baby boy, baby boy I'm gonna lose my breath. 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 I'm gonna lose my breath.